when were the what schools who decides what the next where's that story why they keep the loop what is this it's Curious City, where WBEZ answers your questions about Chicago, the region, and its people. I'm multimedia producer Logan Jaffe, here with reporter Katie Clarkson. Katie, what did you major in again? English, the most useful major of all. Yep, I actually got to dig up one of my old English major books for this, The Complete Works of Shakespeare. I weighed it. It's 5.8 pounds. What? Okay, well, today on Curious City, we'll consider whether Shakespeare is responsible for two town names in the Chicago area. And maybe even show that an English degree actually can be useful. Let's go! All right. Our tale begins southwest of Chicago in Will County. In the city of Joliet and the village of Romeoville, to be exact. Our question asker, Paul Kaiser, lives in Joliet. And he's heard rumors. I believe the city of Joliet previously was called Juliet. And the current Romeoville was previously called Romeo. And I just want to know what gives with the names and what's the relationship between the two. Well, take it in what sense thou wilt. Back in the 1830s, Joliet was indeed founded as Juliet. And nearby Romeoville, Romeo. But the reference and the pair of town names only lasted about 10 years until 1845. We found Paul Kaiser three solid theories that account for the names and any relationship between them. We'll take you through all three because there's at least some evidence to consider for each. Kind of. Right. These may not be the gospel of origin stories. But hey, these theories highlight a strange historical puzzle. And maybe there's some truth to be found in their overlap. Anyway, here's the first one. In this theory, Joliet was always supposed to be named Joliet with an O, after the French explorer Louis Joliet. He discovered the area in the 1670s, and Juliet with a U was just a typo. We'll call this the typo theory. Here's a take on that from Sandy Vasco, a historian at the Will County Historical Society. It was never a typo. All right, then. The only other thing we have to say on this is we didn't find records of any mapmakers who owned up to this kind of mistake. And besides, Vasco prefers a second theory, which we'll call the daughter theory, specifically the daughter of a guy named James Campbell. So James Campbell um, purchased a good deal of what is now Joliet, and he decided to form a town and name that town after his daughter, Juliet. Okay, got that? Theory one. Juliet was a typo. Theory two, Juliet was a bigwig's daughter. And theory three, straight up Shakespeare. It goes like this. The towns Romeo and Juliet were platted around the same time, the mid-1830s, and named as a pair in honor of Shakespeare's star-crossed lovebirds. You remember the story. It was love at first sight. Did my heart love till now? But their families were enemies. My only love sprung from my only hate. And it didn't end so well. Thy drugs are quick. Thus with a kiss I die. Oh, happy dagger. Let me die. So, an interesting choice for town names. Memorable, but why Shakespeare? Sandy Vasco says she has an idea. I truly believe that it was almost a, uh, a an advertising gimmick. In the 1830s, 
folks were building the first canal to connect the Great Lakes, the Mississippi River, and the Gulf of Mexico. It was called the Illinois and Michigan Canal. It was a huge deal, also expensive. So to help raise money for construction, the canal commissioners sold plots of land along the canal route. These canal lands became a new frontier, a marketable Wild West, or Midwest. That is, once the Native Americans were out of the picture. People really didn't want to move here because they were still worried. Are these Indians going to, you know, kill us? In fact, a group of white settlers was killed in 1832 during the Black Hawk War. And that certainly wasn't good for the canal business. So in typical white settler fashion, the canal commissioners were some of the people who got rid of as many Native Americans as they possibly could. And when they did, land sales increased. There was certainly an increase in white people coming to this area. Now they felt safe. People flowed into canal towns that had names like Bridgeport, Lockport, and Romeo and Juliet all of them named by the canal commissioners. About the Romeo-Juliet connection, Vasco suspects... Somebody who was very big into advertising, I said, you know, let's do this. Let's call this new land Romeo. It'll be a catch thing, and maybe we can sell a few extra lots because of the Romeo and Juliet connection. Turns out, that idea ain't half bad. Or at least it wasn't half bad in the 19th century. I can't think of any better way to declare that that is the past and this is the future by putting on some nice, recognizable Shakespeare names. That's Heather Nathans, chair of the Department of Drama and Dance at Tufts University. She says maybe naming these new towns after Shakespeare characters was something like a wink to prospective land buyers. It, it sounds like it is a way to mark the culture, and it's a way to deny whatever the previous name was. Shakespeare was huge in 19th century America, and Shakespearean actors were the pinnacle of pop culture. And people latch onto these stars the same way that modern Americans might say, well, I'm going to go see the new Brad Pitt movie. It doesn't matter what the movie is, but Brad Pitt's in it, so I'm going to go see it. And celebrities from Brad Pitt to Mercutio can sell anything. So Shakespeare becomes... The Shakespeare brand. And Shakespeare gets used to sell stuff. He can push product. You slap Shakespeare on it, and it instantly seems more elegant or elevated, or it's got some clever tie-in that draws your attention to whatever it might be, little mints or cigarettes or playing cards. Or real estate in this case. So to test out the Shakespeare theory, that is, that the towns of Romeo and Juliet were actually named with the characters in mind— we take Paul, our question asker, and his wife, Kathy, to the Romeoville Area Historical Society. Hello. Hi. 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 We're Hello. Kathy and Paul Kaiser. <laughs> people with the question. We meet Nancy Hackett, the president of the society and a Romeoville resident. Come on in. The place is cozy. Honestly, it looks more like a consignment shop than a historical society. We have, we have a lot of old quilts here, handmade. There's a Romeo Aces softball uniform. The meat grinder huh. makes great uh, coleslaw also. A patch from the Romeo Gun Club. And there is the Wherefore It Art Thou Romeoville bumper sticker. Aha! If that ain't Shakespeare, what is? I think somebody was just being funny and decided to make a lot of them. It's Romeoville, that's out of Shakespeare, so... It is kind of funny, but there's truth here, too. 
Most people couldn't point to Romeoville on a map. When people ask me where it is, I usually say, it's north of Juliet. That's the way I usually say it. (laughs) And then I correct it. You say that it's north of Juliet. Why? Why? If it's not Juliet? the Romeo-Juliet connection in the beginning when they first built. We should point out that Juliet changed its name to Joliet in 1845, in honor of the explorer who discovered the place. Romeo took the hint and changed its own name the same year. Romeo was incorporated as Romeoville. But today, over 150 years later, the name Romeo still lives on in subtle ways. Bumper stickers, occasional puns, there's a Romeo shopping plaza. And Hackett has no doubt the origins were from Shakespeare. She pulls a book off a display. It was written by a woman whose family can be traced back to the early days of Romeoville. She wrote, Romeo was one town planned by the canal commissioners along the proposed canal. It was named in honor of the Shakespearean hero and planned as a romantic twin sister and rival for Juliet, later Joliet. Do you know what she's basing that on? (laughs) Some of the things that she and another woman wrote in their books was what they had in their heads. And so if they didn't have it quite right, it ended up being printed wrong. (laughs) Which isn't good, but... uh... At this point, let's bring in Kathy Kaiser, our question asker's wife. She finds a passage in yet another Will County history book. It lays out some origins of Joliet. Campbellstown was recorded as Juliet, whether after Shakespeare's heroine or his own daughter, or by mistake, for Joliet, the writer cannot determine. There are various theories. Take your choice. So if it is all these theories, and they're saying, take your pick, your pick is? I'll stick with Romeo and Juliet. As for Paul, our question asker? I do like the theory about Juliet was the original name because of Campbell's daughter. But as the author says, you don't have any records to really say with 100% accuracy. So it's a good guess. I like the story. I'm comfortable with the story. Um, But it still leaves some freedom to play with it if you want. I mean, it leaves mystery in your life. Mystery. I guess we just have to be okay not knowing for this one. Yeah, and remember Heather Nathans from earlier? She says that happens a lot. Sometimes a factual record of history is just lost. But people fill in the blanks anyway. People need origin myths. Human beings need origin myths for themselves. So what makes a useful origin myth? How does this story become a useful one that we tell about ourselves? Rather than is it necessarily a true story? That's how history works sometimes. When you can't get the truth, you still get a tool. And you can build all kinds of origin stories to hang your hat on. But please, Romeoville and Juliet's got enough of those. What about Sandwich, Illinois, or Cairo, or Kankakee? And come to think of it, how much do you know about where you live? What story are you telling yourself about your hometown? Ask us your questions at wbez.org slash curiouscity. Reporting today came from Katie Clarkson and me, Logan Jaffe. Special thanks to our voice actors, Joe Bianco and Joy Powers. Curious City was founded by Jennifer Brandel, WBEZ, AIR, and the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. Support comes from the Doris and Howard Conan Fund for Journalism. So, Katie, did your English degree prepare you for this story? I don't know. This was kind of all news to me. Shakespeare was used to sell cigarettes? What? <laughs> right? Special thanks to William Shakespeare.
Curious City on WBEZ is supported by New Belgium Brewing, which believes some of our best and most memorable times come from slowing down, taking it easy, and letting it all sink in. Enjoy a Slow Ride Session IPA at New Belgium's Slow Ride Sessions, opportunities crafted to give a reprieve from the hustle. New Belgium and Good Beer Hunting are partnering with Chicago's best artisans and makers to share their practices in intimate, hands-on sessions, giving folks a chance to check out from their day-to-day and enjoy learning something meaningful over a few beers. Learn more at newbelgium.com. Coming up on WBEZ's Curious City, why the heck does Chicago hold its municipal elections in February? All I can tell you is it's damn cold being out on those bus stops and L stops at uh, 6 in the morning shaking hands. You learn how to do it with uh, long underwear and several layers of socks. Next time on WBEZ's Curious City. you just need a quick overview of the news. Meantime, it was chaos today at the Chicago City Council. A Chicago cop with a controversial past is running for judge. Other times, you're looking for a deeper understanding of what's going on in the city. Wow, that's so, no one has asked me that question. The Rundown Podcast has all of that, and it's Chicago-based, so you know what's up in your neighborhood and across town. Listen to The Rundown wherever you get your podcasts or at wbez.org slash rundown.